Welcome, welcome to the Shopway Show. Yes, it is Monday, seven no, 8 p.m. I'm late today. I'm sorry. I was talking to a bunch of people from Florida. Yes, I was. I was trying to be a good guy and talking to people from other states. I was cheating on you, New York. But that's okay. I'm here now. And thank you guys for showing up. And as always, please like, comment, share. I bring it up all the time. But it does matter. I am very glad that you guys have shown up today. Uh, it's AMA. It is. However... You know, I always started with something that I think is interesting. And today's show, I haven't spoken about race in a while. Um, It's not a thing that I speak about often, but you all know I'm not afraid to talk about race at all. I'm happy to have the conversation anytime it comes up. I never walk away from that, that ever. I always spend time, you know, talking about it. So what happened was interesting. There was a Red Table Talk, which is a Facebook only show. And the Facebook-only show um, is uh, Jada Pickett-Smith, Will Smith's wife, and her mother and her daughter often chat together, and they talk about different things. And they had Sandra Bullock on their show. Sandra Bullock, for those who don't know, uh, adopted two children from the foster care system. Very impressive, if you ask me. Um, and those kids are black. And she said something on their show, and some people are upset about it. Let me show you what she said and you'll see what I'm going to what I'm what I'm talking about so you can I guess judge for yourself if you like. Unforgivable Star admits that sometimes she wishes she had the same skin color as her kids. To say that I wish our skins matched, sometimes I do. Yeah, because then it would be easier on how people easier. approach us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have the same feelings as a woman with brown skin yeah. and being her babies or a white woman with, you know, white babies. White, yes. I, but it's my, the mother child yeah. relationship. You don't have to mm-hmm. put a color on. And maybe mother. one day that will go away. Maybe yeah. one day we will be able to see with different eyes. Yeah. yeah. Did that sound crazy? Sandra Did has it? two children, 11 year old Louie, who she adopted in 2018 and eight year old Lila, who she adopted in 2015. Not the two kids. This isn't the first time the mom of two has been honest about raising her kids. Yes. Viola Davis praised the Oscar winner on Instagram for speaking up about raising a black son in a recent interview she did with. Look at that. She's talking about raising a black son, how hard it is, blah, blah, all those things. And you think, well, that sounds amazing, Larry. What's the problem? How could that be bad? Well, I thought that, too. I don't think I was right, though. Let me show you. This is. A, a local place in Los Angeles and what they were talking about and how they took it. Now they were joking about it, which I thought was interesting. You don't know. Let me not go there. Let me instead go to here is the problem that where I, I got bothered by. This is the, the show called the real, this is a, a mainstream TV show called the real and what they talked about. And this is why there's, I guess a problem, I guess this is why. During a recent interview, Oscar winning actress, Sandra Bullock discussed her struggles raising two adopted African-American children. Mm -hmm. She said sometimes when she's out in public with her children, she wishes she had the same skin color as her kids. Right. She said she wishes she had the same skin color as her kids. Well, her statement caused a few folks to give her the side eye, of course, while some. The side eye, of course. Why? What am I missing? Why? You don't like what? What? This is this is a it's so, a problem. She meant no harm. So, ladies, what are your thoughts on Sandra's uh, statement? 
Okay, first of it wasn't a statement. She'd go, let me let me go to the press and write this statement out. I wish that my skin was the same color as my kids. That's not what she said. She's having a conversation about raising children and how people react to the fact that she's white and her kids are black. And it's not like her kids are are biracial, right? Her kids are they're black kids. She's white. People act a certain way. People say things. And she also feels something else. She's white and they're black. Does she understand her children well, right? Does she get it? Does she understand what they're going through? This is an issue. You know, I can empathize with her. Okay, mm-hmm. tell me something um, stupid. Being a parent, uh, mm-hmm. especially with black children. Yeah. And it's nice. And we all love Sandra Bullock. Yes. Here comes the butt. Girl, <laughs> we don't need you feeling sorry for us. What we need is for you to talk to the... You feeling sorry for us. When does Sandra Bullock say she feels sorry for you? You just made that up because you want to be all self-righteous. You just made that up. At no point did Sandra Bullock say, I feel sorry for my kids. She didn't say that. She said, I wish that we were the same skin color for two reasons. One, so people wouldn't act the way towards us. That's number one. And number two, so I could understand my kids better because she loves her kids. And the women who were with her at the table who know her best were like, yeah, you're a mother. I know, crazy, a mother cares about how her kids feel. Insane. And this woman's going to open up her mouth and say something stupid like, feel sorry. No one said that. Well, actually, I feel sorry for you because you're not that bright. But that's besides the point. And you've just made yourself look really stupid. But that's fine. Keep going. Those people that's being biased and racist and that's looking crazy at you. So because someone looks at you differently because your kids are black and you're white, That means the person's crazy, racist, and biased. Crazy, racist, and biased. While you got your kids, that's what we need. And so I appreciate her statement. I understand what she's saying. But she has a lot of influence. Yeah. So do you. You're on TV. You use that influence for good more. You don't. You're on TV. You're not using it for good. You're using it. There's a woman who was clearly, and I want to be specific on this, who is clearly an ally to people of color, specifically black people, clearly an ally. She went to the foster care system to get two black kids and adopt them. And yes, this is personal for me because I was adopted. 1968, I'm adopted. And the rules in New York State said you couldn't be adopted by a white family. That was against the rules in New York. In 1968, it couldn't happen. I had to get a couple that was biracial like me. I had to get a white and a, and a white mom and a black dad. I was raised by a black dad, but I was also raised by a white mom. So yeah, it's personal for me. It is. So I look at her and I go, why are you attacking an obvious ally? She is raising a black male and is concerned about that in today's world. She is clearly an ally. And your answer, not good enough. There are people who actively hate people of a different color. They exist in our world. She's not one of them. And she's not good enough. You could just shut up and say nothing. That was an option. I was going to say nothing until you opened your mouth. Or else I would have just shut up and said nothing too. There's always a choice that you have. You could say nothing. You can be, you know what? I'm glad you're an ally. Good luck with your children. And walk away. That's what adults would do. But... Broken people like you will 
make things bad. And just saying, you know what, I wish that, you know, we had the same. No, girl, it don't matter. Skip, it, it, that's not it. What you should if it didn't matter, then you shouldn't be saying anything, should you? You got a card, right? So you could have wrote down something smart on that card you're holding with the reel on, but you didn't. You should write something smart in that card. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. Get someone else to write something smart in that card and then say the thing that someone else wrote. That would have been better. But you 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 got all the answers. Your influence. I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think she meant any harm. And no, I'll she say, didn't. No, and I'll tell you why, because I... See, my, I, I get why this woman is only pushing back lightly. It's her show and her audience. If it were me, I would have lit her up. But clearly, I'd be I'd be off that show. Clearly, also, which is why I'm not on that show. Obviously, I think sometimes when you are when your skin tones are off in a family, mm -hmm. my kids, my they're you know biracial, they're very light, and mm -hmm. sometimes people would come up to me when they were little and say, "Are they both yours?" Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, are you the nanny you've gotten? Right, I've gotten. Are you the nanny? And Unacceptable. I think, yeah, it really is. And so I. So why are you mad at Sandra Bullock? You would think most people, and let's be honest here, let's be full with ourselves as human beings. Sandra Bullock is wealthy. We all know this. She literally is wealthy. Millions of dollars and popular. She could have gone and got a baby from, I don't know, China, Romania, whatever. She could have gone to the system. She could have gone to the UK. She could have gone wherever she wanted to get a child. She is wealthy and popular. Those options existed for her. That a lot of women, those options don't exist. But for Sandra Bullock, those options do exist. She could have gone to virtually any country and got any type of designer baby that she chose to get if she wanted to. She has the cash. She could she could have found a surrogate, right, with, with two beautiful people that she thought was beautiful, paid them surrogate money, and had the babies that way. These were choices that Sandra Bullock had, options that were available to her that aren't available to most people. She went through the foster care system and adopted two black kids. My view is you should support her and stop yapping about shit that doesn't matter. That's just my view, but maybe I'm wrong here. I think in, if I'm in her place, I'm feeling like yeah. if she was the same color as her kids, maybe people wouldn't just assume that they were family right off the gate. Yeah. But she does have a lot of influence. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like she has a lot of influence and she is doing what she should be doing, setting an example of not caring what color her kids are, going into a foster system that is clearly broken. If any of you been in the foster system, it doesn't mean that everyone out of the foster system is in trouble. doesn't mean that. Statistically, kids who come out of the foster system are going to be in a whole lot more trouble than kids who aren't. Right? That's statistically true. Percentage-wise, absolutely true. She knows that the odds of her getting kids with problems and issues are higher. In fact, she talks about that in the Red Table Talk. If you don't watch, you can. So she talks about the issue of, I knew they have issues. The kids want to leave. They've got problems being in foster care. And she knew that and still did it. And you're going to open your mouth and say she has influence? She's literally setting the best example she could possibly set. And your mouth is open. What are you doing? Did you do something like that? You didn't. I don't know why you're saying anything. Like, I've seen her talk about her kids. She's really passionate yeah. about yes. her kids. Yeah. And, yes. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think she meant any harm. No, I, I, I think don't the think better word. My problem is with what she just said is 
She didn't defend her. She said, hey, you know, it isn't that bad. No, no, it's good. Defend her. The two people you're talking to are, are making things worse. Would have been to say instead of wishing she had the same color of skin as her children, wishing that people weren't so ignorant. Well, okay, first off, she did. You watched it. She said maybe one day people won't think that way. She did. But her worry is she didn't say it right. That's her worry. She didn't say it right. So she's raising a wealthy woman with many options that most women don't have. This woman is raising two black foster kids. And you're unhappy with the way she worded stuff. She didn't word stuff to make me feel good. You could just shut up. That's another option. You could. Or you can make yourself look stupid to keep talking like this. If it were me and I was your manager, I would say, why don't you not talk about this? Can we change subjects? That's what I would say as your manager. But clearly, you didn't hire me as your manager. Like, I wish people weren't so stupid to... Okay, people aren't stupid when they see people of different races and cultures together and don't understand it. That's not stupid. That's just human nature. Ask stupid questions to make stupid assumptions to not understand that families come in all different arrays of colors and that different families have different dynamics. Who doesn't know this? But I think that there's such a double-edged sword in her situation where it's one, you deal with questions. Those yeah. children are going to have to deal with questions. If Garcelle's kids got to deal with questions, yes. her children are going to deal with, why is your mom white? She's going to have to do a, why are your kids black? Right. And th- yes, but that's, that's how it works, right? If you deal with the question, don't call them stupid or ignorant or racist, which you two women on the left just did. If you don't call people stupid and racist and ignorant, and when they ask a question, you express what happened, they go, wow. If she were to tell her story to someone, someone said, are those your kids or whatever they might say? And she goes, yeah, I adopted two kids out of foster care. That person is going to show you who they are. The person goes, I wouldn't have got them kids. Then that's a terrible person. But if someone goes, oh, my God, that's amazing. Life is good. You don't have to insult somebody. But when you do insult them, well, now you alienate them. There are literally millions of allies in this country waiting to be our allies. And you and the woman to the left, I don't even know your name because you're irrelevant. But anyway, you are making things worse. You're going out of your way to alienate allies. Why would you do that? Don't alienate them. Embrace them. And the other part that I wanted to get you guys take on is. um, Oh, my God. That oddly cringy feeling. Have you ever had when hearing. Uh, someone white talk about adopting a child of color. Okay. Cringy, she says. So when someone white wants to adopt a child of of color, that's cringy. They actually have a name for it, and it's called white savior complex. They don't have a name for it. Have you guys, it's a term that's used to describe. For movies and stuff like that. No, yeah, that's movies. See, you, that's movies. Interestingly enough, Sandra Bullock was in that movie. Yes, and that made me feel cringy. It was so cringy watching that. So another white family that helps another black kid get his life together and get in a football team. That's cringy. And there's moments where you can, let me just explain what it is in case you guys haven't heard of it before. It's um, used to describe white people who consider themselves wonderful helpers to black, indigenous, and people of color. And we don't want that. Who wants that? Why would you want white people to help other people? That's dumb. She's literally like saying, you know what? White people just help white people. 
don't get me wrong. I'm not asking anyone, any white person to come save me. I'm not asking for that at all. But if you're a white person and you want to help somebody, regardless of their color, good on you. Please help them. If they're black, good. I'm glad you're helping someone. In fact, if you're Hispanic or Asian or black or Native American and you want to help somebody, please go help someone. I don't care what color they happen to be. If they're your color, great. If they're not, also great. I'm not going to complain because the color is different. The whole concept of white savior is a silly concept. But they help sometimes for the wrong reason. They help for the wrong reason. And um, they end up doing more hurt than help. I don't think that that was the case with her. No, No, I don't. This is just the what. Then why would you bring it up? If you don't think it's the case with her, you brought up the movie and you brought her up. I don't think it's the case, but I'm going to say it anyway so I can just disparage her anyway because I want to be better than her. You're not better than her. I'm just being clear. You're not better than her. So you can try to act like you are if you want to. You're not. And I'm happy to tell it to your face if you want to come talk to me. You're not better than her. They defined it as, but I think that I think that she may have thought when I heard her say it. Okay, Okay. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, I do. You don't. You you sure you want to be honest? You you might want to get someone to write something for you and just read what they tell you. You might not want to be honest. I mean, all right, she's going to say it. Okay, go ahead. Get a little cringy and a little uncomfortable when I hear someone like her because I'm thinking you get cringy and uncomfortable when you hear someone like her because she's the enemy. I I I'm blown away. You. You should have kept your mouth shut. You should have said nothing. She's saying this because she thought it was going to be different for her because she's famous. And that's why I'm saying, you know, instead of you. Okay. So why would you assume she thought it was going to be different for her? And let's say she did. Let's say for the sake of argument, I don't know Sandra Bullock at all. I have no idea. For the sake of argument, let's say she's correct. Let's say Sandra Bullock thought, I can raise these black kids. And because I'm famous, it'll be different. Let's assume that's true. So, what's the problem? Let's assume that's true. I I have no idea if it's true. For the sake of argument, let's assume that's true. As Sandra Bullock said, you know what? I'm wealthy and famous. I'll raise black kids and it'll be perfect. I don't know why she would think that, but she's delusional and she thinks that. Okay. Who cares? First off, why does it matter even if she did? And two, why would you even assume that of her? What has she done to make you think that's what the case? Or are you a little bit jelly? Could you be a little bit jelly? I'm going to go with jelly. You're being petty and hateful. That's what I'm going to go with. But you're, maybe I'm wrong. But I'm right. You saying, I wish, you know, no, you have the power. You have the influence. You got the power. Also, so Sandra Bullock can end racism? I, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, then, okay, I'm going to blame Sandra Bullock then. If she could end racism and she doesn't, I didn't realize she was magical. She she is the white savior. Okay. Use the magic powers. End it. Sandra's wrong. To show people the difference. Because I'm telling you, you know, there, you you, there's me? so much ignorance. I will... There's a lot of ignorance. I'm looking at a whole lot of it. You're right. It's right in front of me right now. I, you're, uh, You know what? We agree. I always find a way, guys, to agree with all these people. I agree with her. There's a lot of ignorance. I'm looking at it right now. You're right. 
I just felt like I wanted, I felt like yeah, sometimes people that have, you know. The means. Yeah. They want to try to patronize. And I think she was oh. on a show with. Black so she was patronizing. That's what it was. So Sandra Bullock, a wealthy, famous woman with literally hundreds of other options of getting children other than this, decided not once, but twice to do this because she's patronizing. Not once, twice. She decided to do it twice because she's patronizing. Black women. Yeah. And so she was like, I wish that I, and it's like, girl, we don't need that. What we need is for you to be an ally. And to, and to So that's not an ally. Literally raising black foster kids who would have been in that terrible system. And she takes her wealth and her fame and she puts her fame to the side because she's got it. She's not taking as many movies because she's very active in their life. She could take double, triple the movies she's doing, but she's not. She's doing her like one a year, whatever she does, whatever her thing she does. She does less. She can spend time with, with, with her kids, right? She has a husband or a partner. I guess she calls a partner. She's not married. She has a partner that she's with. That's time away from him. She's doing that. That's not good enough for you. I have to say the words, and you all need to be clear on this. Sandra Bullock is a bad person because she won't say the right words. Her actions are irrelevant in their eyes. Her actions mean nothing. All that matters is will she say the right words, the words that make me feel good. The selfishness in these women is astounding. It, because look, look at the self-righteousness in them. Look at how much how they feel. I'm going to tell her. With, no, you're not telling anybody nothing. You're, you're, you're making yourself look stupid and you're making things worse. The problem is not her. The problem is you. This should not be an issue. I can't believe that it is. Okay. Educate. And to, that's what I wanted to hear more than I would. And it's nice. But, you know, I don't really care what you wanted to hear. You're not raising foster Children who are black. So I don't really care what you say. Like what you said, we love yeah. her, but it's more about allyship and educating people. Yeah. Well, when yeah, I talk about white enough. savior complex, I'm definitely not talking about Sandra. But, right. but then why did you bring it up? I don't mean her. We're talking about her. And I brought it up. We're talking about nobody else. But I brought it up. But I don't mean her. Even though I brought it up. When we're talking only about her. Well, I, you know, there are a lot of really stupid people in this world. Ignorant people who make things worse. I'm not talking about you, but I'm just saying there's, and many of them are on TV shows and they often get together like three people together and say really stupid things that hurt everybody. I'm not talking about you, but there are lots who like that. And very often, very often they just keep saying dumb stuff and keep making things bad. I'm not talking about you. Well, yeah, I am. But that's what you just did. I, I personally have seen people say and do things that felt cringy. Like, for instance, you know, oh when you God. watch sometimes even these commercials and they're like, little Maria from El Salvador, like, so glad I could save her and help her because she came from a such right. an impoverished, uncivil. So now you heard her say it. This is terrible because I show a poor kid from a terrible country, and I want to help them, and she feels cringy. You know what? Let the kids starve, because she doesn't feel good. She feels cringy. So you know what? Children of the world, starve. Just die, because you can't have her feel good. And black kids in foster care, stay in foster care. 
have a have a have a have a, a don't have a, a great life or a better life financially at least for sure. Who knows what else? But she has other kids, so probably a better life than they probably would have in foster care. Don't do that with Sandra Bullock because I feel cringy. Holy cow, the selfishness, the self-righteousness. I can taste it. Like it's it's a lot. I can taste it right now. Place that I had to come in. Right. It makes you feel sometimes like I can't even explain it. I don't. I know because you're not that bright, but that's fine. I know you can't explain it because it means nothing. You just want to say stuff. You guys have cards. Have smart people write stuff on the card and read it. It's way better than you talking. I know that sometimes these videos go on our Instagram. Yeah. Like, if you can help me explain what I'm trying to explain. Do you know? What, do you ever yeah. get yeah. that feeling we, where we you're can. like, you know, or you hear people that um, Go ahead, tell me. are. Um, Come on. Helping out in community centers. And they're like, yep. yeah, we went down to the Bronx where there are many children that the, where the reading level is. And you hear them. Yeah, but would, you, would you rather you them not help? help? Would you rather? Thank you. Would you rather them not help? Would you rather them? People help for all types of reasons. Many people give millions of dollars because it makes them feel good. Okay. That may be kind of crappy in a way if I'm doing it to make myself feel good. Maybe I could see your point. But how about you say nothing? And help the people. Let the person feel good. I'm righteous because I give my millions. Awesome. Please still give your millions and help people. I don't get this. It's a double-edged sword. No, No, it's it's not. It's a double-edged sword where, yes, I want you to help and save children that that don't have homes. And I want you to adopt. I want you to help kids who don't have homes and adopt people. But you got to say it in a way that makes me feel good. See? If you don't say it the right way, then, you know, let them all starve. Go ahead. Tell me something smart. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how do you no, not make us feel. It's like, I feel like when you adopt someone that's other than your race, that yeah. there yeah. should be some type of etiquette class, some type. See, if you adopt people that's not your race, you got to have an etiquette class. Yes, she just said that. I know some of your heads almost exploded, but she's saying that and she's saying it like I'm so look at, you know, oh, different race. Here's the etiquette class when you when you adopt someone who's not your race, because if they're your race, you are by default the perfect parent and you understand them completely. You're the perfect parent. But if you're not the race, you know, you got to have etiquette because there's people around you who might feel cringy because you adopted someone of another race. This is where we are now. This is mainstream daytime TV. This is mainstream daytime TV. I'm blown away by how dumb this is, how hurtful this is, how ignorant this is, how selfish this is. It blows me away. Why would I even, you guys know me. I don't usually deal with this stuff, but I jump in when they're attacking somebody who should not be attacking when they're making things worse. This is making things worse. Type of, you know, way of speaking that way is not, speaking. you know, um, patronizing. I have to come in and, and save you. Right. It's like you have to understand. And you really and and really when you do do adoption, they do that. ask, why are you adopting. why are you doing this? It's like we don't want people to stop not uh, adopting. No. different. Well, then why don't you shut up then? If you don't want people to stop, you could just shut up and say nothing. Or you can make people feel bad and be more scared. Now, because of this, there are going to be less people. I'm not joking. You know this to be true. There are going to be less people adopting because of this. Less. And yes, it's personal for me. I was adopted. Raised by a white mom and a black dad. That's who I was raised by. Yeah, it's personal for me. Yeah, you should shut up.
for kids exactly. of different races. It's just the way that they handle it and yeah. the way they speak. They have to see the way they speak makes me feel bad. Why does that matter? I don't care if you feel bad. I don't. I wish I could be in front of you and scold you now and make you feel really bad. I wish I could make you feel really bad. Be careful, too. Just because they do it, some, we be all careful. make mistakes. We all say the wrong thing. Right. It's all about learning. For That's sure. What this See that? It's, a, it's not about children. It's about learning. That's what it's about. Let me grab a couple comments if I can. This just drove me crazy. I mean, I just, I just thought I had, to, I had to start with this just when I saw it. And yeah, I just I had to bring this up. I apologize. So yes, all right. Um, let's see. Shelly says Sandra laments the word "adopted" in front of her children's names. So do I. Oh, I got yes. I yes, I agree. Yes, that's oh, great. Yes, I like that. Adopted children aren't less than. I hope they're not. I'm adopted. I hope they're not, Shelly. I hope they're not. Yes. All right. So if I can do this, um, Shelly says if you were talking to people in Florida, they're likely from New York. Sadly, probably true. Terrence says, I love white people. Me too. I love old people. White people too. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, the real or the real. <laughs> yes. David says, well, some liberals see anything bad if they think it will gain them political points. I, I, I feel like this one, David, is more they wanted to make, they wanted to make, they wanted to show how woke they were. They didn't care. I think that's the issue. This is this is this is woke points. Even though people don't usually woke anymore, but it just is. I think that's what it is. Yes. So Toronto says, won't be able to enjoy the show tonight. Just want to say that white people aren't aren't special, have no authority or power to save me or anyone else. Thank you, Torrance. Yes. That's right. The fact that you're white just makes you a person. Which is awesome. I'm glad you're a person. The fact that you're black makes you a person. That's it. You're a person. That's all you are. Nothing more, nothing less. A person. That's all. Brian says she never said that she wished her skin was the same color as her kids. She never said that they had the same skin color as her. She said that sometimes she wished that they all had the same skin color because it would be easier. That's a good point. That's, Brian, very good point. She never mentioned what color at all. That's a good point. Yes. Good point. Yes. Uh, Jean says, weren't you raised by women after your dad passed away when you were 12? Yes, that's correct. So, yes, absolutely. 100%. All right. Um, yes, I answer your question. Exactly. Uh, so, if I keep going down here. Um, Bernard says they should have spent their time talking about improving the foster care system and access to adoption. Oh, my God, Bernard, you're exactly right. Home run, brother, home run. That's exactly what they should have been doing. That's what matters. And that's what they should have been doing. Yes. Shelly says, my daughter got upset that she's my only brown eyed child when she was 12 years old. It was then that I realized that I'm the only sibling with blue eyes. I never thought about it before. Look at that. There we go. So Sam says the left can only exist as long as revolution never ends. Ooh, interested. Interesting. Hence the unending grievances rather than appreciating good people doing good deeds. This, thank you again. Good, well done, Sam. That's all they should be doing. Just saying, Sandra Bullock, well done. I'm glad you're taking foster kids. And to be forward, I don't care if the foster kids are black or not black, right? Take foster kids, Right. It's better for a child to have a steady home than be bounced around from foster homes. That's going to be better no matter what. Right. It's going to be better. Right. Doesn't mean you, you're 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 in trouble if you're in foster. But statistically, you are compared to any other kid who has a more steady home. So take them. The fact they're black, even better. But any kids. Good. Yes. Bernard says there are so many black children stuck in the foster care system and they criticize someone who's actually helping. Yes. 
Yes. Absolutely. The problem with these uh, ideologies the Rio is pushing is they constantly move the goalpost. Yes, Sandra Bullock is absolutely doing the right thing. A hundred percent true. Yeah, well, let me let me grab the next one. There's a little piece I'm going to bring up here. This is a different group of people talking about a similar issue. And I think this one was actually funnier the way they said it. This was much more of a joke, it's more of a morning show thing, but you'll get this one. On Sandra Bullock is opening up about her experience parenting two black children. Of course, she's doing it on Red Table Talk. Sandra yep. sat down with Willow, Jada, and her mom, Adrienne, and admitted that she sometimes wishes she and her kids had the same skin color. Check it out. I wish our skins matched. Sometimes I do. Because then it would be easier on how people easier. approach us. And I have. The- You're right. She didn't say she wanted to be black or her kids to be white. She just said the same skin tone. So she said. The same feelings as a woman with brown skin and it being her babies or a white woman with, you know, white babies. It's the mother-child dynamic relationship. You don't have to put Mm -hmm. a color on. You don't have to put a Willow's correct. By the way, Willow's like the smartest of the bunch, but it's fine. Maybe one day that will go away. And maybe one day that will go away. So she did say, I would like it to not be this way. That would be awesome. She said it. Cry. Really? I saw that. Hair crack. That's a sad moment. See? I mean, she doesn't look like her kids and stuff. I mean, she should have bought some white kids. I mean, she'd have bought some white kids. But let me be clear. He's joking when he says that she'd have bought some white kids. But he's not. This is my point from earlier. Sandra Bullock is a wealthy, popular person. She had many options. She could have gone and got white kids from Romania or something, right? She could have done that. She could have had surrogates. There were many options for her that many women don't have. She had those options, and she didn't choose them. He's right. She could have bought, jokingly, but she could have spent the money to get white kids. That was an option she had. Got some white. She did her part. She did her part. <laughs> Thank you. Watch it, Gary. Watch it. You know, this is a problem. I And I commend uh, Sandra Bullock because she, Thank her you. heart was full of love. Yes. And so she adopted children that needed a mother. And they have. Yeah. Thank you. She adopted children that needed a mother. Why are we mad? Mother, you, you know, now she is seeing what people go through, you know, having black yeah. kids and especially right. black boys. So yep. mm-hmm. but this is why I don't want to adopt out of my race like people, you know, because then I'd have to raise them knowing their culture. And I'm lazy. I'm very, very <laughs> oh, lazy. So if I, oh, if I- now, this is the thing that's funny is watch what she says. She walks on this road. She's joking, but she's not. She's saying, you know, I know their culture. Do you? That means I got to learn all of this stuff. I'd be like, you know what? You're going to be black. That's just all. You're going to be an Asian black person. (laughs) But think about the culinary possibilities. Like if you're trying to make people's native foods. It is what happened, HK. The the Asian. uh Look at what, what he's joking about. It's a joke, but it's real. He's saying, well, look at the, you know, culinary. You're a black person trying to make Asian food, right? Whatever. So you're joking. But the, but this is a positive way of looking at it. A way of saying, I don't care. I'm, she's joking, but she's not. She's saying, I'm going to raise the kids as me. She's a black woman. She's going to raise her kids in whatever is her culture and her way. That's what she's going to do. If they're Asian kids, I guess you're black today. That's what she's doing. And while we're joking, isn't that a better way of doing it? Now, there are some realities that everyone has to deal with. And Sandra Bullock's dealing with those realities of, of society, right? Society will treat you a certain way based upon how you look, not just race, yes, race, but also gender, 
that too. Also, how tall or how short you are, that too. How big or how skinny you are, that too. Society will judge you differently by how you look, period. There are certain specific things when it comes to adoption and race, of course, but society will judge you in certain ways that I agree. I wish nobody would. That'd be awesome. That's not how we live. That's not what humans do. We judge people on their looks. It sucks. I try my best to not do that. I'm human, though, too, and I do it, too. I would like to not, and I, to be fair with you, I try to not do that, but I'm just human. I still judge people on how they look sometimes, too. I know you do also. Everybody does. It doesn't make you racist or evil or mean or stupid. It makes you human. Now, how do you act upon that? That might make you racist or stupid. But the fact you think it or make a judgment just makes you human. So if I see uh, a black woman with Asian babies and I go, oh, hey, nanny, come here. Uh, Bring those Asian babies. That's racist. Oh, my God, it's terrible. But if I ask, that's human. And if she says, no, they're my kids, I should go, great, good for you, and act as if. Just shut up and keep moving. That's what I should do. Maybe I shouldn't even ask. But my point is, if I think differently, does it make you racist by default? It makes you human. And she's actually saying it. My Asian baby would be making chitlins oh, and ooh. all that stuff. It just, I'm lazy. I'm I lazy. Still sushi for a no, yes, she's I human. still sushi for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that. I thought you might enjoy a little piece. It's another way of looking at this that I thought was a bit interesting. So, yes. So, Shannon says, I guess she would rather that children of color be brought up in the foster care system instead of being adopted by a white parent. Cringe. Yeah, because, you know, it, it makes her cringe, Shannon. So, everyone else should suffer because she might cringe. So she needs to go to her safe space and doesn't look at anybody who has different colored parents and then she'll be fine. So Shelly says alienation of allies is sadly very American. <sighs> Sad. I wish you were wrong, but you're right. Yes. Uh, Genesis, if we give these people attention, the issue will never go away. Hmm. Jenna, that's a tough one, right? So it's a valid point, right? So should I ignore that? Or did I make an error by bringing this up? I feel like no. Maybe I'm wrong. And I say it because they have a larger platform than I have. If I had a larger platform than them, maybe I could see that. But their platform is larger than mine. And the assumption with most people is whoever has the largest platform is more valid. I know that makes no sense, but I think that's what people think. They assume, oh, well, they have larger platforms, so they make more sense, so they're, they're smarter, or they're better, or they're more, I don't know, intuitive or something. But they're not. I feel like if my platform was bigger, then that might be true. I'm open to being wrong here. I feel like because mine is smaller, that someone has to say something, let people know this, this large platform is wrong, right? D- please don't believe it. And also something, something else. And maybe this is a selfish part, Jenna. And, and you know, your, your point, I might have thought this. So maybe I am being, maybe I'm being selfish in this one. Part of me wanted to make sure that none of you thought that I thought that. There was a part of me that said that. that, that. And also, this is why I showed you the other clip. Most black people don't think that, right? Most black people don't think Sandra Bullock is bad. Most don't. A couple of morons on TV do, but most don't, right? The, the, the people at the, at the red table thought she's amazing. 
I thought she's amazing. The three or four people, those four people in that last clip I just showed you, they thought she's amazing, right? They're joking about it. It's all fun. Ha, ha, ha. So most people thought she was good to go. Just a couple of morons thought she was bad. But maybe your, your points are valid when I will consider it. So, yes. <clears throat> all right. Um, let's see here. Shouldn't white savior complex be applied to politicians in the United States government? 100% yes, David. Yes. That's where we'll put it. Put it there. You don't need to save me at all. Yes. So, all right. Um, Missy says you can uh, take some cool classes and earn points for free. Yes, that's true. Uh, thank you, Missy, for bringing this up. Guys, my sponsor, libertarianism.com. Yes. Click that link right there. Go there. You can get some cool merch. If you get some points, take some classes. They're cool classes. The class is actually about happiness and sadness and what makes people people. It's actually a way of looking at libertarianism without going, let me grab this book by Bastiat, right? No, you watch a couple short videos, take a couple easy tests. I've done it before. I'll show you about it. Maybe I'll do a show when I take some of the tests. I've taken it too. Click that link. It is easy to get to. Uh, people enjoy it. And you can get some cool shirts on top of it. So take a couple seconds, head over to libertarianism.com. Click that link right there. Share it with your friends. Let people know how cool this home. Let me see if I can find it real fast. And I'll show you what I mean by that. If I can get there, hold on. I think I can probably get there. And I will show you what I mean by that. The, the issue with many people in libertarianism is we don't know how to talk about it. We don't know how to, how to, you know, to have that next step. Here, if you head to the link that I've shown you, right here, you will pop off immediately. Right there. Earn free merch. Right there. Get started. Click on it. Isn't it a cool shirt right there? Cool stuff. Nice store. Right? Cool stuff in the store. Cool shirts. Look at that. Human respect shirt. Right? That's there too. Not even done. You can do um, you can do rules without rulers. Persuasion, not coercion. All cool stuff. Cups, whatever you like. You can get this stuff just by taking just by taking tests. Just by going and taking classes. And show your friends it's actually super cool. So please click on that. They're a sponsor of the show, supports the show. It's free. It's free. Support the show. They support us. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Missy, for bringing that up. I do appreciate that. She's doing the right thing. All right, let me grab this if I can. Um, let's see here. Um, Shelly says she didn't say that as a famous person, she wanted to know how best to care for her children. She didn't say that as a yeah, she didn't mention it at all. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. All right. So he says she jelly. Yes, I'm gonna go with jelly. I, I'm I'm with you. Yes, absolutely. Ed says this is crazy. No matter what someone says, he gets criticized. Yes, yes, racism is alive in America. Trump's election made that clear. However, this stuff is making a mountain of a molehill sad. You know. Let me let me the problem I have is that we are making racism black and white, pun intended, black and white, which it isn't just that, and it isn't just black and white. It is gray, and we're calling everything that even comes close racism. We're making it to where racism doesn't have value anymore. I, I sat with my, my youngest daughter, and we watched the movie 12 Years a Slave. And we were watching that movie. She really began to understand. She's 11. She began to really understand, wow, like, that's what it is. That's 
slavery. And you see, you see the just the, the difference between you know before he's a slave and after he's a slave and when he's a slave. And it's crystal clear on the difference on being someone who's free and being someone who's a slave. And then for those of you who haven't seen the movie, at the end of the movie, he goes to sue people and he sues people. He can't win because this is New York, by the way. New York is where it takes place. In New York, the, a black person can't bear witness against a white person. It's against the law. That's racism. That's hardcore racism. That's racism. We're talking about, I said words that I don't like. Now I'm racist. I didn't say it the way I think you should have said it. Now it's cringy. You know what? When I was growing up, I would take cringe over what happened when I was a kid. Oh, my father, who literally, and I've been this all the time, who dared, this, again, New York. It's not South Carolina, Georgia, whatever you think is the deep south or whatever, whatever you decide that is. My, my father was sitting in a restaurant with a white woman. I don't know if he was dating her or not. I don't know the story if he was. He was sitting with a white woman. Might have been a friend. He might have been dating her. And some guys came over to him. And if you remember, if those of you are old enough, when you open up beer bottles and beer cans, there was a can opener you would use that would pop the top or, or pierce the top to open up a can. Guy smashed him in the head several times with that and opened up his skull because he was sitting with a white woman. That's racism. That happened in my, to my father in his, in his lifetime. I was the 60s. That happened. That's racism. The government shooting and killing people in the Black Panther Party because they're black and they're scared of them. That's racism. Saying something cringy is not racism. It isn't. I'm sorry. And maybe you'll get mad at me for saying it. It's just not. And if that's your biggest issue, if that's your problem, that seems cringy. I don't care what you feel. You'll get over it. Or you won't. And if, if that bothers you, I'll go one step further. If you're sitting at home going, that thing, she was cringy. I'm bothered. I'm up at night thinking about this thing she said. You have real issues. You're in trouble. And I mean that with love. If you actually think that, you're in trouble. Like you need to really have a conversation with a medical professional. Your mental health is at stake here. You should not be losing sleep over Sandra Bull's cringiness. That should not be the biggest issue in your life. And if it is, because your life is so wonderful and awesome that everything is so perfect that the only thing that is bothering you is Sandra Bullock saying things that make you cringe. That's the, well, then I guess you're very lucky in that case because nothing else in your life is going on that that's the thing you have to worry about. I guess you're lucky. So either you're really in trouble or you are super blessed. One or the other. Either case, you might want to get over yourself. That's all I'm saying. So yes. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, everyone feels need to be relevant. This is true. Yes, th this is definitely true. Yes. All right. Um, see if I can keep going here. Um, uh, Kyra says, I feel like she's taking her frustrations with white people in general and just blaming on Sandra Bullock because she's convenient. Ooh. You know what? I could see that. I could see that. I could see her being unhappy and saying, well, Sandra Bullock is a target. So let me go after her because, you know, you go after the 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 the." The, hap the, the the powerful person, I guess. I guess. Gene says, years ago while I was on a bus, a young black child asked me why I'm not black like his mom. I just said that everyone is different. 
The child's mom seemed to be mortified, and she apologized to me. The child did nothing wrong. He said he asked an innocent question. I told his mom that, w- that it was okay. Yes, what's wrong with that? A kid asked a question. You answered it. doesn't make him or you or her or anybody racist. It makes a kid ask a question. You answered it. Done deal. There was an issue that happened. Uh, we were talking about this issue. Someone was talking about moving to the South. And someone said, do you want to move to the South? I heard that they might treat you badly because you're black. Someone said that to someone else in separately. Someone else said that. And then someone else got angry and said, that's racist. And I, I can't tell you who, because it's in, within my family. And I want to, that's why I'm being, I'm being purposefully vague. So then, then the other person said, well, that's racist. And the person, what do you mean it's racist? You know, saying that they'll treat him differently because he's black. And why is that racist? Well, because she said that. Okay, is she saying he's bad because he's black? Is she saying he's something's wrong? No, she's saying she's. you should think about it. Move it because she heard. They were kids, by the way. Because she heard that people get treated badly in the South because they're black. So she heard. These are kids talking, right? Teenagers. So is that racist? No, of course not. This is to your to your exact point, Gene. Kids are talking. This is the time now to correct the kid and to say, I get what you've heard. Let's talk about this now. Just because you go down south doesn't mean that people treat you badly because you're black. That's Let's talk about that. Are there people who will treat, badly, treat you badly because you're black? Yes. And they're in New York, too. Just saying, those people exist. Of course they do. Let's have a conversation now. But once you call the person racist, the conversation stops. And that's not racist. Just like the kid asking the question isn't racist. If he had said, you're not black, therefore you're worse than me, that would have been racist, right? If he had said, you're not black, so you're a lesser person or you're less than, that would be racist. But he didn't say that. He asked the question. So anyway, yes. (laughs) Sarah says, I know because you're not that bright. But it's true. She just isn't. So yes, that's true. Yes. So, James, uh, Larry's saying you guys have cards and some rando backstage can give them better material. Yeah, it's true. You, they should have just done that. They had the cards there. So, yes, absolutely. Yes. Dave says, should we privatize the education system? Um, the wealthy have already done so. So, if you remember, realize that, the wealthy have already done so. It's a random question, but this is AMA, so it's fine. Um, the wealthy have already privatized their own education. So, the wealthy would say yes. Um, the non-wealthy will often say no. But why can't we give a similar education to everybody, right? Why can't we give a similar education to everybody? I think we can. Just my view. So, all right. Um, The white savior complex is real, though. Sandra is not a white savior, but there are some white liberal women who try to help. Let's take up saying, I have the black person. That, you know, I you're right. I, I You know what? I stand corrected. That absolutely, it does exist. My, I guess I jumped the gun because Sandra Bullock is so not that. So I jumped the gun. But you know what? It does exist. And he would be my, he would be my response. If the person who's trying to be the white savior, if that person is doing more harm than good, sadly, some Karens are. So that's bad. But if the person is doing more good than harm, 
I'm okay with it. I am. I'm if if some woman is going to say, or some man, in this case, you're saying woman, but whatever, some woman decides I'm wealthy and I want to give ten million dollars to a, a homeless project in the South Bronx or in Harlem to help black kids to show how woke I am. Okay, are you actually helping? If you're actually helping, I'm okay. I'll go with what David said. David's talking about how the government's doing it. The government's not helping. The government's making things worse. They're trying to save black people and they're ruining black people. But if there's someone who says, I want to give $10 million to a housing project so I can feel like I'm cooler than the rest of you, okay, I'll you, I'll give you the shirt that says coolest white woman in New York. I'll give you the shirt if you're going to help out people like that. Yeah, I would do it. But your point's, you know what? Your, your point's a valid one. I should, it does exist. I stand corrected. Sonia says, do do the good thing, but do exactly how I personally think you should do the good thing. Yes, I'm not going to do the good thing, but when you do the good thing, do it like I would. Oh, so good, Sonia. So good. Yes, I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to judge you if you don't do it the way that I would do it, if in theory I would do it, but I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to judge you. You're not wrong. Nicely done. Yes. I, I love nicely done. Very good. So you got my, my chat's awesome. You guys are great. Yes. Uh, Katrina says, I, uh, I guess the question is how many kids are these when adopting or helping? Hmm. Yeah. I, how many have they pulled out of the foster system? Actually a couple of them. I hope they don't like, I don't want them raising children. So hopefully zero would be my hope, but I get your question, but I hope that answer is probably zero. Because let someone else do that. Yes. Um, Adrian says, I'm adopted, as is my siblings. Um, the people on this show are hurting the kids. Yes. Thank you. My sister is a dark Puerto Rican. Our parents, dark Sicilian, me, Armenian, and French. People always have something to say. You know, here's what I'll say. I get that completely. And here's what I would bet. If you had the option of not being adopted or being adopted and having a family and siblings and having people say stuff, You'll take the people saying stuff. I would. I had an option. My mom didn't have to get me. And the system was against her getting me. So my mom got me. I could have gone through the system. Is my choice deal with the issues of being biracial and having biracial family or not be adopted? I'm going to go with adopted and deal with the issues. I'm with you. I'm going to go with it. Absolutely. So Brian said they should adopt some white kids. Then and only then would their opinions matter. I like that. It's good. Yes. Have adopt some white kids. I love it. Yes. And not just white kids, foster care white kids before they know. And this is the point that, and she brings this up. If you guys want to watch the interview, you can, but she brings it up. The interview is kind of actually meant most of it's pretty boring to me. Um, that's why I didn't put the whole thing up. Most of it, I think, was just boring to be forward with you. I, it wasn't that impressive in general. I mean, there were certain pieces that were nice, but I thought it was boring. Um, the, the issue here is Sandra Bullock took those kids not knowing if they had issues. And again, not every foster care kid has issues. But statistically, you're more likely to get a kid with issues. They don't have, if you're a foster kid, you don't have stability. That affects you as a kid. I mean, anyone could get that. That's going to affect you. You're going to feel differently, be worried, concerned, maybe have issues, daddy issues, mommy issues, every kind of issue you can imagine. You're not stable as a kid. That's one of the parts of the foster. And plus, some of those foster parents are not good parents. Some are, in, in it, some are just in it for the money. And if you happen to get that that family, that's what you get. 
right? So the odds were higher that she would have a kid who's going to struggle. And she still did it. So not just white kids, Brian. White kids who are in the foster system. So you got to be worried. The odds are higher. So you're going to have a kid who's troubled. And you have to deal with that and work on that. And Sandra Bullock knew that, took that, and some of her kids have, they're troubled, and she's dealing with it. Luckily, again, I'll, I'll be very clear. She's wealthy and famous. She's going to have different ways. And has, she has more assets. She has more options dealing with it, which is great. Good for her. But there are people who do it who don't have the resources that she has. So anyway, my point is she didn't have to do it, and she did. So yes. Bernard, devil's advocate here. How do you teach the culture if you're a different race? Well, first off, why do you have to? The little woman said she's not teaching the Asian culture. She's making it black. She said it. Why do you have to? It's a serious question. If I were to adopt a child from, say, I don't know, Jap- Japan. I'm making it up, right? Japan. Or China. A lot of kids are getting Chinese kids. So I, if I get a Chinese kid, do I have to teach them Chinese? Do I have to? Do I have to teach them the way of the Chinese? Do I have to? Do I have to find out where they're from within China to find that specific group? Do I have to? Maybe I should, but do I have to? Or just raise them as a good American kid? Is that what I should do? I think the question is, do you even need to? Maybe, and if you do, part of it would be because people would expect it, right? This is the stereotype that we're talking about. If the, if I adopt a child from China, they will look Chinese, clearly because they are Chinese, they will look that way. People will judge them based upon their look. And they'd be like, oh, you're Asian. So I guess uh, whatever the stereotype is, you speak Chinese or whatever is the stereotype they've decided. Does the kid have to do that? I know kids who are Asian adopted in New York City, adopted by Jewish families. That kid is in every way you can think of, just Jewish. I think maybe, I mean, and not that I care, but I mean, just saying the culture, Jewish culture, follow the Jewish rules. You know, follow Jewish culture, follow Jewish holidays, speak a little, uh, not Yiddish, Hebrew. They're not Yiddish, not Yiddish Jews. No, they, they speak um, They speak Hebrew, a little bit of Hebrew because they went through their bat, bat mitzvah. Is that right? Am I saying it right? I don't remember for, a, hold on. Boys is bar mitzvah, girls is bat mitzvah. I think that's right. If you're Jewish, correct me, but I think that's what it is. Went through the whole thing. So I don't know. Do you have to? I think it's an open question. So. All right. Um, let's see here. Shelly says, I have a twin sister who's Native American. One of us is adopted, and it doesn't matter who. I love that. I love that. Very good. Yes. Um, John says, these people on the real remind me of the snobby people from the Hunger Games. Ooh, I like that. A lot of snobby, selfish folks with flashy clothes. Nice. Zombie says, a left would do anything to gaslight people into thinking that they're not individuals but victims. You know, I'm going to cover this piece for a second right now, zombie god. Um, The problem I have is we in America have confused two things. And the best example I can give you is 9-11. Often I'll give that as an example because that's a turning point in American culture in general. We've confused the idea of being a hero with being a victim. They're two separate things. Now, you can be both, but they're not automatically the same. An example I'll give you is 9-11. About 3,000 Americans died. Several hundred of them were people who rushed into the building to save the people who were there. The people who were there and died are victims. And it's terrible victims. And they shouldn't have happened to them. They did nothing to deserve this at all. Horrible. 
and terrible for the families of the people who lost. They're horrible victims. It's true. The people who ran into the building are heroes. They weren't there. They ran into that building. Those people are heroes. It doesn't make either one bad or worse. It just makes them different. Heroes are the people who did, who the bad thing happened and they still moved. The victimism, the bad thing happened to them. So if I'm black or disabled or gay or insert thing that, that our society has deemed now to be a victim, it doesn't make you a hero because you are the thing. If you are the thing, whatever is the bad thing you, that society decided is bad, and you then do something great, you are then a hero. But we've combined them. Now they're all heroes. You're a hero because you survive in the environment that you're a victim in. That makes you a hero. It doesn't. This is one of the hardest things. So now they're getting people to feel like victims because it makes you a hero. I'm a hero because I'm a victim. They're not the same. So thank you for bringing that up. Tom says, great show. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. Chip says, my race is human. Yeah, me too. I like that. Absolutely. So uh, Michael says, cringy is the new woke norm. Oh, I like that, Michael. Nice. Absolutely. Yes. John says, only if it fits our narrative of feeling good all the time, regardless of outcome. That's almost exactly what she said, isn't it, John? That's what she said. She's like, well, they could do it, but we got to take the, the class on how to talk once you do it. See, if you get people with different races, you got to take a class on etiquette so that I feel good about what you did. And she said that with a straight face. Straight face. Laura says, ignorance and hypocrisy are the first two words that come to, to mind. These women are perfect examples. I would agree with you on that. Yes. So, yes. Brian, what color is love? Oh, look at you. Nicely done. Yes, nicely done. Joe says, good show to ask the the que- uh, question asked about your LSL solution and considering yourself a closed libertarian. Um, yes. Mm, okay. Um, when people ask about being open borders, to be clear, and I'll try to be clear on this one, it doesn't really matter if I'm running for governor. But people ask this question all the time, so I'm happy to tell you. The Libertarian Party is open borders. I am not open borders. But Libertarian Party is. So if you if you look at the party platform, it's about open borders. Not every Libertarian running is open borders. This is a part of the platform I disagree with. So I, I divide myself from that part of the platform. And I'm open about it. I tell people that. I'm not an open border Libertarian. But I don't believe it's an open or closed border thing. I don't consider myself a closed border libertarian. I consider myself a libertarian who wants vibrant, controlled immigration. I think you can have a secure border and vibrant immigration. I think they're both possible and good. I think we can do both of those things. Would I, in some future world, hope to have a world where we could have open borders? Of course, I would love that. That would be amazing. I wish that could happen. That's not today's world. It just isn't. Hopefully one day we will have a world to where borders don't matter and we can all, me and you joke and hold hands and tiptoe through the tulips. That'd be awesome. I hope we can get there. We're just not there now. So my Ellis Island plan, and I talk about the multiple Ellis Island plans, for those of you who care, is about having the border, having two Ellis Islands there for people to go there to come here legally, quickly. Um, we can keep control of the border. 
so that they can they can stay there for their quarantine, whether they're bad people or whatever they are. So only the bad guys will not go to the Ellis Islands. And that means right now the Border Patrol we have only focuses on bad guys. That's what I would like. So I hope that answers your question. So, all right. Um, let's see here if I can keep going down here. Shelly says, in this clip, the children have two descriptors that are unnecessary. Adopted black. Ooh. They are Sandra's children, and she is their mom, period. I'm in. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Alex says, you're on fire tonight. Yes. King says, identity politics are the worst. Content equals character. That's what's supposed to happen. We're supposed to be doing that. That's that's what's supposed to be doing, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So, all right. Um, let's see here. Grab a couple more of these. Um, David says, oh, to Brian Sutton, I saw a couple of white kids with black foster parents. I'm in Illinois. Yeah, it does happen. It does. It does happen. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Um, let's see here. The more the term racism is printed or used, it loses value. Must like our dollar. Wow, I like like a dollar. You're right. Right. As, as we make everything racism, then nothing's racism. You're absolutely correct. If we keep using the phrase, everything's racist, then nothing's racist. Racist. Yeah. David. Yep. Yeah, David. Okay, there we go. David's right with me already. If everything's racism, then nothing is. Everything's Nazism, then nothing is. Yeah. 100%. I agree. Joe says systemic racism. And there's the issue, right? There's your issue. How do I say that the system is racist and then blame the individual. That doesn't make sense, right? It, it doesn't make sense. Either the system is racist and the people aren't, they're stuck in a bad system. And when you say a system being racist, it doesn't mean a system is trying to be racist. It means the system is set up so that people of a, of a specific race or races have worse outcomes, right? That would be a racist system, right? If that's true, then I need allies to change the system. Why would I blame the person there? So, yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Um, Shelly says, people never believe that slavery took place in New York until I give them a map of slave graveyards. There we go. Is this CRT? You know, it's a good point, right? I could spend an hour on CRT, but I'll, I'll do it lightly. I can't do that lightly. It's kind of a tough one. Joe, you're making me work tonight. Okay, fine. I'll work. I'll, I'll deal with this issue. Um, CRT. What bothers me about this issue is that the people on the left and the people on the right aren't talking the same language. People on the left will say all the time, well, CRT is not being taught in schools. Technically, they are correct. Technically, in reality, they're not, but technically they are. CRT is actually critical race theory, which is actually taught in colleges and probably some high schools, I would assume. But most of the time it's taught in college. What's being taught in the, in the schools is actually terrible, woke garbage that they're calling CRT. So it's like when you have a pencil, I have a pencil here, or a pencil. In the Inside the pencil, we say it's pencil lead. It actually isn't pencil lead. It's actually graphite, but people call it pencil lead. People call it CRT. It's actually crappy woke stuff, but they call it CRT. So the CRT that is being taught in the elementary schools 
Larry, it's not. It is. I have kids in the New York City's public school system. It is being taught. People say it's not. They are either ignorant or lying. It is. Well, my kids come home and tell unless, okay, unless my kids are lying and part of a massive plot, perhaps, but I'm not going there. It's being taught. That stuff's terrible. And it's this stuff. It's every, everything is bad. Everything's racist. Giving up kids. It is bad. Actual CRT is actually taught in colleges. So what happens is someone on the left will go, well, it's not being taught and they'll be quiet. They're being disingenuous because they know something is being taught. It's called CRT and it's terrible. And what they'll say is, well, we just don't want kids being taught about slavery. Is there any kid, any kid who's gone through school who doesn't know slavery happened? I, I mean, I don't, maybe there's one. Uh, maybe we do teach slavery. We teach racism. We teach it. It's not a bad thing to teach that. You should know history. I'm okay with it. But do, should I be teaching? Because you are a race, you are by default a victim or by default guilty or by default wrong. or by. That's the current woke stuff they're teaching now. And that's a problem. It's making everybody bad. So I, I hope that makes sense. Making me work today, Joe. It's fine. I'll do it. Yes. Larry, um, that incident with your dad was at Howard Beach. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. It might have been. I don't know. My father spent time as a youngster in Manhattan and in the, in Brooklyn. So it could have been. It could have been. Maybe. I think it was the Bronx, actually. If I remember the story right, I think I, I, this is a story that I heard, right? So I wasn't physically there. Obviously, I was, I was 60s. I was a baby. Um, so this, so I think it was the Bronx, actually. That's my gut. I think it was the Bronx. So, yes. Brian says, Church Key. Thank you. That's the name of the bottle can opener. It's not scary looking at all. So they can, can't stop calling it assault weapon. Well, you know, if you put like a, I don't know, maybe like a, a black handle on it, they'll call it an, an assault can opener. Do that. Right. Yes. If there's like two screws on it, that's too many. Like one screw is okay. Two screws makes an assault can opener. It's possible. So yes. Um, Shelly says the government mandated marriage licenses and license for people who officiate weddings, but just to be certain that interracial marriages didn't exist, and they 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 mandated um, blood tests. Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. Um, were Arabs treated differently in New York after nine eleven? Absolutely, yes. I wish I could tell you no, Joe, but they were 100% yes. Brooklyn took the brunt of it because most of the Arab or Muslim, I have to mix both together because most most New Yorkers didn't know the difference. So I'll mix them together, Muslims and Arabs. For those who don't know, not all Arabs are Muslim, not all Muslims are Arab. However, we just threw them all together, um, and most of them are in Brooklyn. So yes, it, it yes. But not as bad. I mean, I think now it's not bad at all. Now, relative to then, it's not bad at all now, relatively. But yes, it did happen. I, I wish it didn't, but it did. So Karen uh, KN says, uh, better do the right thing for the wrong reason than the wrong thing. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yes. Byron says, why aren't they going after Angelina Jolie, who's not like 20 black kids? It's a good question, Byron. I guess she's next. I guess she's next. Maybe they're going to go after her next. Absolutely. So um, the, is it, 
if the Etho sign, uh, hey, Larry, any chance you'll do some campaigning on Long Island? Yes, was just there. And I will be going there again in February. So, yes, of course. Absolutely. Yes. So he says, oh, they have. Right now, they're too busy judging uh, what one of the, her children is wearing because they showed up somewhere wearing a dress. I mean, what boys clothes? Oh, this might be someone else. I know it's because I was, it was headlined like four times in my news feed. This is stuff people find important. Drives me nuts. Yeah. It's true. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Brian Sutton, Steve Martin wasn't raised as white in The Jerk. Oh, I remember that movie. For those of you who um, don't remember The Jerk, Brian, you're, you're showing our age. Uh, 70s movie. Oh, was it early 80s? No, late 70s movie. Uh, Steve Martin in the movie The Jerk, he's raised by a black family in the South. And it's, it's a comedy. And he doesn't realize that he's white. He thinks he's black because he's been raised by a black family since he was a baby. So that's the whole joke of the, of the show. It's actually pretty funny. He, he, he doesn't realize that he's white. He thinks he's black the entire show. It's interesting. So, yes. All right. Um, David says, Larry, supposedly, if you adopt a Chinese kid, you have to read Mao's the Red Book every day. Oh, you're a very bad, bad person. That's terrible. So is that what I have to do then? Is that Chinese culture that I have to do? Do I have to, do I have to make, make my child a Maoist? Is that what I have to do? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So Juan says, I've met Puerto, white Puerto Ricans, black Puerto Ricans, and Chinese Puerto Ricans. They all identify as Puerto Rican. We should do the same as Americans. Yes, yes, and yes. You are absolutely correct. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Um, let's see here. Um, Katrina says a lot of people have a very skewed definition of hero. Yeah, absolutely. Logic says, hmm, not an open per- borders person either. Yes. And I, it makes some libertarians unhappy. They really want me to be open borders. I get it. The platform is that I don't lie about the platform. It is. It's just not me. I'm not that person. So yes. Shelly says my grandmother and great grandparents came through Ellis Island method. There we go. Absolutely. Yes. Chad says, your uh, your tell you something video on the LS Island solution is a perfect answer on immigration. Thank you. Yes, you check that out. Had someone on the fence with the issue of the platform. I shared the video. He said he wouldn't have a problem with any of that. And that's my point. Is the Ellis Island solution a perfect solution? Chad, it's not. There are other things you can do. But is it the best solution that I can think of? Yes. Yes. And I want to try to have the the best solution possible. So that we can have good, vibrant immigration that's controlled and still secure our border. It can be done. But why isn't it done? Am I the only person who can think of this? Of course not. The left and right don't want to fix the problem. Because now they can yell about it and say how they're going to save you from the other. Problems don't get solved because then they have to actually do something. But if they keep yelling that I'll save you from the other, there we go. So, yes. All right. Um, what bothers me about CRT is that it's being taught by the government. Ooh, Shelly, valid point. If you go to colleges, it's not being taught by the government. It's being taught by private institutions. And usually you're doing it, for those of you who don't know why CRT even exists, the goal of CRT is for anyone looking at law and looking at culture uh, to look at it from a different point of view, to give them a secondary perspective on something. So you look at it through the, through the lens of race, right? So an example I bring up all the time, and if you watch me, I bring it up constantly, gun control. Gun control. If you look at gun control just on policy or constitutional, you're deciding, is it constitutional, Second Amendment, back and forth. But if you look at it through a racial um, lens, now you realize gun control is racist. 
it was it was started because in the beginning controlling guns because they didn't want former slaves having guns going back and killing the masters. Now, if I'm one of the masters, that makes a lot of sense to me. But if I'm not, that makes no sense. If black people are citizens, they should be able to defend themselves like anybody else. But they don't want to be citizens. So you take the guns away, showing you're different, you're separate. And they would take guns away, right? And then in the 60s, it got hot and heavy because of the Black Panther Party. So, yeah. So that's why you would use CRT to look at it from that point of view and then change your mindset on how can we use and deal with gun control. That's the goal of actual CRT being taught in colleges. That is not being taught. That's not what's being taught in elementary schools. Or Yeah. Yes. Joe says they're teaching CWS crappy woke stuff. Stuff. Yes. That's correct. Yes. So <laughs> that's good. All right. Um, Joel says open borders has several definitions depending on who you're talking to. That's true. But um, generally speaking, open borders is used as a as a negative term. Generally speaking, it is. When people are saying, you're open borders, they're not saying, are you open borders? Like, you're open borders, you're the bad guy. That's what they usually think. So, yes. Brian says CRT stands for cathode ray tube. I'm in. Yes. So, Kay says, I met someone, and she said they taught her slaves were like cars. The owners loved them and treated them great. What? Really? Wow. Gotta hope that's not true. Kirsten says, sure, they taught slavery happened, but back in the day, I went to a college prep Catholic school and there was serious discussion that slaves would have been better off if they hadn't been freed. Ouch. Oh, so kind of the same thing, but in reverse. It's not about whether a token mention of slavery is made, but obviously was being talked about. I would agree with you on that, Kirsten. And I think, I think what's happening, and this is my example I'll give. If I look at Juneteenth, I'll bring that up as one. The death of George Floyd made more people think about Juneteenth than ever. So how slavery was and can be seen today is happening more and more already. It's happening in the culture, right? The culture is making it happen. The culture is already making this happen. If you look at, I remember, for those of you older, I remember the, the TV series Roots from the 70s. They redid it. History Channel was terrible. But in the 70s, that, that, that made a lot of people really kind of understand it. Most people didn't get. They were like, well, you know, slavery, whatever. And, you know, I guess they just couldn't, they didn't, we worked hard or something. They didn't get it. Then they watched Roots and were like, oh, 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 my God. Like that really made people begin to think differently. And I think as, as time has been moving on, I think we've been seeing this more and more. And while there are some people who still think, well, Slavery wasn't that bad. I've, I've had people say that. Well, well, you know, slaves were lazy and they didn't really work hard or whatever. I've heard stuff like that all the time. But I think less and less people are thinking that except now. Why do I say that? Because when you force things on people, they rebel. That's what humans do. So if I say slavery was bad and you, white guy, are responsible today, the white guy goes, wait a minute, I didn't own slaves. And they rebel. And now they want to believe what your friend said. Well, it couldn't have been that bad. They want to believe it because they're rebelling, not because it makes sense. They want to rebel. As you hear me say often, I cannot, cannot stand blind rebellion or blind obedience. It's the blind part that bothers me. 
You should obey things that you feel are valuable, important to you, whether it's your parents or your civic group or your church or whatever it is, whatever you think of your book or code, obey what you think works best for you and what makes you a better person. And you should rebel against things that don't make sense to you. That's fine. But you shouldn't be a blind, rebellious or a blind, obedient person. That's not good for you. You can. I can't stop you. But you shouldn't. You should be making decisions for yourself. And I think as we push this idea that white man bad, they're going to rebel. And they're going to believe this stuff. Oh, slavery was nothing. It was, you know, some guys working hard or whatever. They're going to believe that versus what it really was. So I think you're right. I think the culture is changing. And we don't want to force it because in the long run, it won't work. So, yes. Um, Adrian says, definitely take my family. We all truly love each other, not just because we have to. I love that. Yes. P38 is the assault version of the church, church key. It folds for easy concealment. There we go. That's the assault version. Do you have a concealed permit for that? Yes. P38 also, by the way, a American fighter plane. World War II era. Absolutely. Usually in the... Uh, in the uh, Pacific Coast, I believe. Pacific, um, yes. Um, Joe says there are actually more non-Muslim Arabs than there are Jewish people in the world. Wow, I didn't know that. Look at that. I love that. Yes. All right. Um, Let's see. Brian says, I want to go back to a robust pre-1964 guest worker system. I'm fine with that too. Brian, I am. I'm fine with that also. I think I think we can do both, right? Dave says gun control advocates didn't want poor white people having guns either. Yes, I think that's also accurate. Um, but there's a but there. That wasn't the the impetus of the law. The impetus of the laws, if you see when they happened, the NRA began right after Civil War, right? So I think that is when they wanted to start controlling guns. That was really the beginning at that point. It was based upon race, the initial part. But yes, I think it also went there too. And again, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be just one thing. It isn't just one thing. Now, current gun laws are, if anything, affect white people far more than black people now, right? That it wasn't the case 200 years ago, but now it is. So yes. All right. Um, let's see here. You're... Not being open borders is when we get the Eurofic libertarian crybabies. Sometimes that's true. Sometimes true. Yes. So Newfound Liberty says, my channel wishes to do an extensive look into the open borders debate. Awesome, Newfound Liberty. Let's do it. I'm in. Pete Clark stepping in. 28 trillion, 908 billion, 43. Hold on. Is that right? Trillion, billion, million. Yeah, 900, uh, $43,641,448.41. National debt. Thank you. There we go. P38 Lightning World War II. Thank you. That's what it was. I knew it was one. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. All right. Um, Kirsten says, what put me firmly in the open borders camp was living in a little town of southern Arizona called Three Points. Also named, uh, is that Robles or Robles Junction? I lived for years under surveillance from my own government, 45 miles north of the border, subject to far, far more abuse from my own government than from immigrants. Oh, that's terrible environment. Oh, sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear that. Yes, terrible. All right. Joe says immigration, drug, and farm ownership laws are all rooted on race. Well, there we go. I like that. The Brown Mamba says all of our problems can be traced to the corrupt elites, and that's where our anger should be directed. Yes. Yes. 
not not at everyday Americans who happen to be a different race, gender, sexuality, political view. Yeah, but that's hard, right? It's it's easier if I just point at someone who's different than me, whatever that is, and now blame them. See, let's not let's not do the hard thing by fighting the system. Let's blame someone who's different than me. And hopefully you and I have a similar thing so you and I can be against the other. Right. And then we can point against the other and say, see, it's their fault. It, it is way easier. So, guys, I didn't say it enough. So I want to keep saying it again. Please like, comment, share. It does matter. It is important. It does help. Please do it if you can. And of course, support libertarians.com, libertarianism.com. Click that link, take a couple of tests, get some cool merch. It does matter. They are our sponsors. It's free unless you want to buy the merch. I mean, you can buy the merch if you want to, but not required. You can just take some, take some of the classes, enjoy watching videos, cool stuff, share it with your friends. Awesome. And if you do want to help me run around New York State, you can. LottoShop.com slash donate. Up to you if you want to. Happy to have you on board. Trying, of course, to do the best of my ability to make this work. And, of course, libertarianism, libertarianism.com. Why does this matter? Why do I pick them to be the sponsor? Because that's how we get people thinking about libertarianism and having the right answers, the right questions, I should say to talk to people. That is critical. Absolutely. Guys, I'm going to say thank you so much for today. I am glad I came in late. You guys kept me late. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I will see you all very soon.